Hi, this is Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. Okay, so many things have happened since my last podcast. So we've got a ton to talk about. Plus, I'm going to be sharing some funny experiences that happened to, have happened to me and other people at the Disney parks. So we've got a ton to do today. First off, I want to start by talking about a touch of Disney. So it was announced back on February 24th that Disneyland was bringing a new paid experience to the park called A Touch of Disney. Um, so this is kind of like, I, Knott's Berry Farm has done something similar. It's kind of like a food festival, essentially, is what it is. So they are opening up the parks for a very limited time. No rides will be available, but they're just going to have some food stands There'll be some shopping available. Disney characters will be out and about to see from a socially distanced vantage point, I'm sure. And there'll be unique photo locations and opportunities throughout the parks. So that was announced February 24th. Everyone was super excited about it. And they're bringing, even bringing back some classics from the Disneyland park, like the Monte Cristo sandwich and Dole Whips. So there's going to be all kinds of amazing things. Lamplight Lounge will be open along with Carthay Circle. So people are super excited about this and tickets went on sale March 4th and I of course wanted to get them and my sweet cousin is coming with me. She's my Disney buddy. So we have not been, I haven't been to Disneyland in over a year. Um, I know that Downtown Disney has been open. I've been trying to get there four times I've had trips booked and four times they've had to be canceled. So this was finally my chance to be able to go to Disney in a a different capacity, but to be able to be back in the parks, even if the rides aren't running, I was just super excited about it. So my cousin and I were hell-bent on getting tickets. The problem was that Disney did not announce what time tickets were going to drop. So um, what we were kind of thinking, there was lots of speculation that it would be about midnight um, Pacific Standard Time, which is 1 a.m. my time. So I went to bed, but then I got up at about 12.45 a.m. so I could be ready. I got on um, a phone call with my cousin and we just sat there and waited for tickets to drop, but they never did. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep checking throughout the night. I'll stay up. So she stayed up, kept looking for tickets <laughs> all night long, and I got up at 7.15 the next morning, so hoping to have a text from her saying, I got us tickets, we're good to go. There was nothing because the tickets still hadn't dropped. So we just kept looking and checking, and finally, at a certain point, I can't even remember what time it is because now it's all blurring together with trying to get dining for a touch of Disney. I'll talk about that in a second. But finally, they opened up a waiting area. I think it was around 8.40 my time, which was 7.40 Disney time, that I noticed they'd opened up kind of a holding room. So I jumped in there on my laptop, also on my phone, and they said, just wait right here. We'll start selling tickets soon. You're in line. So 
nobody panic. So that was super exciting. So we sat in line for maybe an hour, two hours. At some point, the line closed because they were having technical difficulties. I think it was closed for about an hour. They said, it's closed down, still stay where you are. So we waited and waited and waited. And finally, let's see, I got on at 8.40 at about 12.40, 12.45-ish. Then I got a little notification on my phone that said, I mean, before it had said you have an hour's wait, an hour or more. And then all of a sudden it changed and said I had 59 minutes. And I was so excited, like finally a change on my screen, right? But just been staring at this same screen saying I had an hour or more wait for three hours. So finally it changed and it started counting down and I was so excited. But I was also so nervous because I'd been reading online of all these people who had gotten to the point where they could book tickets, but then they got kicked out. So I was stressed, like I was really stressed. And then as it's getting closer, I mean, the, the clock's just kicking down. Then I have 38 minutes and then 37 and then sometimes it would jump back up to 39 but how oh, it was stressful. But finally, it got closer and closer. And the whole time I'm texting my cousin, I'm like, 12 minutes, 10 minutes. And I'm just praying that it will let me buy tickets and that the date that we have um, our heart set on will work out because we already have plane tickets and a hotel reservation. So finally, we get in. It was stressful. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was shaking. It was like all this adrenaline that had built up since the night before trying to get these tickets. It was it was intense. So we got on the date we wanted, which was March 20th, was all sold out, but that's okay. We grabbed March 19th, which is the day after it opens, and we just had to tweak our flights just a tiny bit. And we're going to be able to go to a touch of Disney, and I'm so excited. We're both looking forward to it. It's going to be so great to be back in the parks and to be eating Disney food again. And I've been to Disney World a couple times uh, in the last year and I love it. But Disneyland has my heart. So I'm super excited to be back and enjoying the parks, even if it's at a different, um, even if it's different, it'll be different, but I think it'll still be great. So we're going to do a touch of Disney on the 19th. And then the next day, we're going to just hang out in downtown Disney and enjoy that. We'll sleep in. We have some dining reservations. Okay, so yesterday, they dropped dining reservations for the A Touch of Disney experience. So you could book with Lamplight Lounge or Carthay Circle. I'm not that excited about Carthay Circle, so I was thinking it would be fun to have a Lamplight Lounge, but I still had a little anxiety over the ticket booking experience from the last time and so I was not that excited about trying to have my heart set on a, a dining reservation and then not get it and I didn't want to feel that stress and anxiety again so my cousin Mandy and I decided we'll try to get one if we get it great if not great we have a list a mile long of food that we want to try at this event anyway and so I just I don't even know if we could fit in a dining reservation into our stomachs with all the other food we want to eat but we decided to try so four hours I sat trying to get this dining reservation and then in the end it didn't happen which was a little annoying that I put so much time into it but then at the same time it is what it is and I wasn't too worried about it I'm just super happy to be able to going to the A Touch of Disney experience I can't wait 
It's, I think it's a week from today. Yes, it's a week from today. <gasps> a week from today, I will be there. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. So I will be posting all kinds of stuff about it on the stories, on my Instagram stories. So that's super exciting. The other bit of exciting news that we got this last week was Governor Newsom has refreshed the theme park reopening guidelines. So before it was like looking, it was looking pretty grim for when Disneyland was going to be able to open based on his rules. So he has refreshed the theme park reopening guidelines and this means that Disneyland and other theme parks can open as early as April 1st, provided everything goes well with the COVID numbers. That's not to say it will open April 1st. That's just the earliest date that it could open. We don't have an official opening date yet. There's been some fake stuff that's gone around, but Disney has not officially said anything yet. Uh, They did release a statement saying that they were hopeful it would be the end of April. So everyone's kind of banking on that, and we're just waiting for more information. We do know that when they open, indoor rides and attractions can open at 15% capacity when California or Orange County is in the red tier. Right now they're in the purple tier, so we're waiting for them to drop to the red tier. Once they do, Disneyland can reopen, but in the red tier, indoor rides and attractions will only be able to open at 15% capacity. And when they hit the orange and yellow tiers, they can open up the indoor rides to 25% capacity. Outdoor rides and attractions can accommodate more guests. They haven't really put a specific number on that. Um, theme, Theme park attendance will be limited to California residents only to start with. So I know a lot of people are super disappointed about this. I'm just so happy that we're moving in the right direction. I don't live in California, so I won't be able to be there at the very beginning, which is disappointing. But at the same time, can I tell you something? After my experience trying to get a ticket for a touch of Disney, I'm like a tiny bit relieved that I won't be a part of that madness that is going to come when they finally do open up tickets for when Disneyland reopens. Because it was stressful. Even that night, I was still all keyed up. Like the adrenaline was still going and I just had a hard time settling down from the whole experience. So to tell you the truth, I'm a tiny bit relieved just because... I'm not, I'm not ready to go through it all again. So I am ready to watch people's videos, see their pictures, and I'm so happy for those people who will be able to go. I won't be one of them, unfortunately, but as soon as I'm able, they'll, you know, I'll be there. So that's all the exciting news that has happened the last few days. Uh, we're I don't know that they'll be announcing a date soon. I think they're just kind of waiting to see where the numbers go, and that will depend on when they're opening. They're talking about calling back 10,000 more cast members, so that's exciting. There's just lots of exciting things that are finally starting to happen. Keep your fingers crossed that all goes well, that the COVID vaccines keep going well, and the numbers keep going down, and hopefully we will be able to get back to normal. Um, We are all assuming, though, that when the theme park do start reopening they'll still have all the same mask mandates in place and temperature checks and social distancing like all that will still be in place just like it is at disney world and other parks um so don't expect that to change anytime soon so i will keep you updated as soon as we get a release date i am all over that i will let you know but keep an eye on my instagram or my facebook page because that's where 
you'll be able to hear about it first. So super exciting stuff happening. Finally, finally, it's been a whole year almost, almost to the day. It's been a year. March 14th was the last day Disneyland was open. So it's time. I think we're all ready. Can't wait. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some funny Disney experiences that I think will make your day. With the good news that Disneyland will soon be reopening on the horizon, so many people have been asking me when they can buy tickets, where they can buy tickets. I've seen it all over Instagram, all over Facebook. Disneyland's opening soon. Where can I get tickets? Well, you can't get tickets yet. (laughs) But soon we will be able to purchase Disneyland tickets. And when we are able to, I recommend Getaway Today. They are so great to work with. That's where I always get my tickets, my hotels. I've been using them for 15 years and they have been so great to work with. Customer service is amazing. I always get a little bit of a discount off of buying them right at the gates or through Disney. And they have been so flexible with this whole COVID situation. They're willing to work with people. Um, if you buy your tickets through Disney and something happens and you can't go, you're kind of just SOL. But with Getaway Today, you can reschedule your trip for a different time that works better for your family without a penalty, which you don't, you're not going to be out your money for the tickets if someone gets sick and you can't go, which that peace of mind to me is huge, especially during this time when we just don't really know what's going to happen. So when tickets go back on sale, keep Getaway Today in mind. They are my absolute favorite. I know you'll love them too. I will put a link for them in my show notes. Welcome back. Okay, I'm excited to share some funny stories. Not all of them are funny. Some are just heartwarming and sweet. But some experiences that have happened to people in the Disney parks. I've got a few of my own that I'm excited to share with you. I think it'll just be fun. Okay, this first experience comes from Elise Martin. She says, Not funny necessarily, but they were just clearing the street for a parade. People lined up on both sides, and this dad and his boy were walking in front of us, and we were hyping the crowd up to cheer for him like he was what they were waiting for. That's too cute. So this boy's getting claps and cheers from the people waiting for the parade like he is the main event. I bet that made his day. That's absolutely adorable. This experience is from my friend Laura. She said, okay, so this is funny, but not. We arrived at Animal King Kingdom early in the morning and we wanted to ride the new, the new at the time Avatar ride, which I'm sure was Flight of Passage. Anyway, so back to her story. So I was speeding, walk, speeding, walk, running to the back of the park where they are. All of a sudden, my foot was run over by a person on a scooter. I kept going, but my family of three boys and my hubby saw it. At the line, I was laughing so hard, but at the same time was worried my shoe was filling with blood. (laughs) It was fine, just bruised. (laughs) That's so funny, but awful. I think this has happened to quite a lot of us, being run over by one of those wheelchair scooters. But those scooters are heavy. Like, your shoe really could have been filling with blood. Ugh, glad you were okay. 
Okay, my friend Shanna pointed out that there is an Instagram called Overheard Disney, Overheard, and then the little underscore, the little line that goes at the bottom, Disney. And these are all things that are submitted by people that they have overheard while they've been walking around the Disney park. So I wanted to share a couple of them with you. This one says, okay, tomorrow we need to spend a lot less money, which (laughs) I think we say that to ourselves every single time. This one made me laugh from their Instagram. Guest number one, what's so special about Easter 1971? It's on so many shirts at Disney World. Guest number two, EST stands for established. Disney opened in 1971. (laughs) So somebody's wondering what the heck happened in Easter 1971 that needs to be all over (laughs) t-shirts. This one says, guest number one, I'm tired. Guest number two, you can't get tired. You're at Disney. Isn't that the truth? You can't get tired when you're at Disney. This one was overheard in Epcot by on the World Showcase. Oh, look, a Canadian kiosk. Are they selling free health care? <laughs> Let's see. What else do we got? This was overheard um, by a, a cast member was saying this to guests in the morning. It says, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Disneyland Resort. Ready to have fun? If you're not, Knott's is 20 minutes away. <laughs> These are too cute. Okay, you guys are going to need to check out this Instagram because they've got some pretty, pretty funny things on here that I think you'll like. So head over there and check. Oh, this last one I wanted to share says, well, this is not nearly as crowded as Trader Joe's. <laughs> Why is Trader Joe's so crowded? I don't know. Okay, this one is from Mrs. Born Country. She says, mine's actually from Walt Disney World, but my husband and I thought this was cute. We took a spontaneous Columbus Day weekend trip in 2001 without telling our kids where we were going. We just said that we were going to Florida. We lived in Georgia at the time. My daughter was four at the time and just learning to read, so when she saw a sign for Magic Kingdom, she said, maybe we can go there sometime. Well, the next morning, we got the kids up and let them in on the secret and headed down to have breakfast in the restaurant in the hotel. On the way there, we passed the pool and my daughter said, I don't want to go to some little Mickey Mouse park. I want to stay here and go swimming. Needless to say, she's been eating those words ever since. (laughs) That makes me laugh because I remember once we were at Disneyland, we were at one of the hotels nearby and there were some little kids that were at the pool. We were swimming and I was just making conversation and I said, oh, are you guys so excited to be going to Disneyland? And their mom looks at me and she's like, shh, don't say anything. And then she whispers to me, she's like, they think we're in St. George. (laughs) They were just little and they had no idea that they were even in California. So they hadn't broken the news to them yet that they were at Disneyland. I think a lot of people have some funny experiences when they're surprising their children. It doesn't always go over as planned. Okay, this one's from D. Lovin' Fam. It says, When my little brother was five, he figured out that one of the characters wasn't real. I think he saw part of the person in the costume somehow. He was very sad to discover this. Well, then he got to meet Snow White. She gave him a big lipstick kiss on the cheek. With a big grin on his face and love in his eyes, he looked up at my mom and says, Now she is real. <laughs> That's too cute. All right, this is from a former cast member. They said, during, during training, we are teased about a lot of common questions that guests ask. One of the questions is, what time is the 3 o'clock parade? 
Most of us thought this was a funny joke, but it is true. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, we would sometimes be assigned to the parade. This question was asked almost every day I worked at a parade. Of course, they were asking, most of them, what time the parade arrives to their location, but it still made me laugh every single time. I'm guilty of asking things like that, guys. Sometimes you just... It's just been a long day and you ask stupid questions. <laughs> this is from another cast member. Over the summer months, it rains almost every afternoon in Orlando. At Disney's Typhoon Lagoon, that meant we pull all of the customers out of the water and move to safe locations. During that time, a lifeguard was usually stationed around the park to keep the guests undercover. Sometimes this could be hours and the guests can get impatient. One of the funniest guest experiences was when, was when a man was tired of waiting for the weather. He actually asked me when we would turn off the lightning and thunder. What? He actually thought it was part of the Disney magic. Oh, sure, just give me a minute and I will hit that off switch. <laughs> Everything's magical at Disney. Can't they control the weather too? You'd think. Okay, this is another cast member experience. Working at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon was such an experience. I wish I could only, I wish I could say this only happened once, but tourists get naked quite often. I understand guests visit Disney World from around the world. I also understand their customs are very different than our customs in the United States. However, when visiting other countries, we always try to learn as much as we can about their customs. We are visiting your country, so we should behave. On a regular basis, I would have to approach men and women to tell them to get dressed or you cannot change or to tell them that they cannot change out of their swimming suit in the middle of Typhoon Lagoon. Disney is a family destination. <laughs> never even crossed my mind that this was happening at Disney, but it doesn't surprise me. This experience comes from Alley Cat 8. One time I was walking through Frontierland with a brand new hot dog. I was really excited about it. I had only had a bite or two. Next thing I knew, there were giant wings flapping in my face. I screamed and covered my head since I was obviously about be I was obviously about to die. By the time the offending seagull flew away, half my hot dog was gone. <laughs> That's so funny and sad. We have actually seen something like this happen at Epcot. I was shocked. So we were walking in Epcot. And this guy was walking the opposite way of us and he was holding a container of food. They looked like french fries. So he was just walking and all of a sudden from behind him comes this huge seagull. And we can all see it coming, but it's behind him. So he has no idea, but nobody could do anything. It was like it was in slow motion. Everybody just kind of froze. And the seagull swooped in and just grabbed the whole container right out of his hands and flew off. And the look on his face was priceless. But everyone was shocked. It just happened so fast. And the seagull was huge. So you got to hang on to your food at the Disney parks. Those seagulls aren't messing around. Okay, this experience is from Z. The short version of my most embarrassing story at Walt Disney World is that I got sick on the bus going to Animal Kingdom and had to throw up in my, up in my dad's hat. I still feel so bad about this because the bus was pretty full and, of course, the hat had some leakage. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, this next one just says from a Disney veteran. Once my daughter was so tired, she fell asleep in her soup at Fulton's. It didn't even wake her up, and I had to save her from drowning and carry her all the way back to the resort asleep. It wasn't even a late night, just the first night. I also did the bang on someone else's door because I was on the a floor off from my room. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. In this case, 
There was the grounds crew making noise, so I couldn't even hear myself knocking on the door, and they were probably yelling, who is it, on the other side. It's interesting what a fake sign language, what fake sign language you suddenly discover to try to apologize because you can't hear each other. This experience is from BC789. My husband and I met Ariel in her grotto. I told her it was our first time meeting a mermaid, and she asked if we had any questions. I asked her if mermaids ate tuna fish. She looked at me like I was insane for what felt like forever. Then she just said no, and we got an awkward photo. I guess she considers herself more of a fish, so it was like I was asking her if she was a cannibal. It was embarrassing at the time, but now it's just a funny memory. Those characters, I bet they get asked the funniest questions all the time. They have to always be on their toes, right? My husband, oh, this one's from, oh, this is the same one. She went on to say, my husband is dying to ask her if mermaids lay eggs like fish or give birth like humans. And we both agree it's probably best that we just kept our mouth shut. <laughs> probably, although I'm interested to know what her response might have been. This one is from Piglet Pal 40. It had been five years since we'd traveled with an infant to Walt Disney World. Our older son was six and his brother was just turning one. I waited with our oldest with the family in front of Small World while my wife parked the stroller with our youngest by the Skyride within sight of us. This must have been a long time ago because the Skyride is no more. Um, my wife approaches us alone until I ask, where's Joey? I've never seen her run that fast. She evidently forgot her baby and just left him in the stroller. At least she went back to get him. I've heard horror stories um, from cast members of people who will literally just leave their children in the stroller to go on a ride, leave them unattended, which I think might happen more often than we realize. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> Don't do that. This one's from Cara Barra. She said, my first trip ever to Walt Disney World, we had a dinner reservation at Chef Mickey's. If you've ever been, you know that they'll have you swing your napkin around above your head. Well, they do this on cruises too, where you swing your napkin while they're singing a song. Well, my sister, around six at the time, forgot she still had her fork and knife rolled up in her napkin. Long story short, I was almost decapitated by a flying fork. <laughs> that could be a safety hazard. I wonder if they still do that. Okay, I want to share a couple of my funny experiences with you before we run out of time. Uh, one time, I, this just cracked me up, but we were at, in Toontown, and you know how goofy there's... Goofy's house on the side has a little playground and the material for the ground is this very spongy rubbery flooring to protect little kids when they if they are running and fall but it's a little weird to walk on but I saw this woman who was decked out you'd think she was on the red carpet like she had quite the outfit on but she also had on stiletto heels which why you would wear stiletto heels to Disneyland is beyond me but she was there with her children and each time she would take a step on this rubbery material her stiletto would fall down into the material like sink all the way in and then she would struggle to pull it out again and I had I had some fun watching her walking around in those shoes sinking down and then struggling to pull it out every single time it made me laugh on that same trip, actually, we went to go meet Minnie Mouse. My girls were just tiny, and I wished I'd had my camera out, but this was back before the days when we had cameras on our phones, so I didn't have it ready to go. So I was waiting in line for Minnie Mouse to meet her at her house. My husband had taken our girls 
over on Gadget's Go Coaster. So they weren't with me. I was just holding our place while we were waiting. And we were getting closer. We probably had three people up in front of us. And Minnie was, sometimes she's on her front porch, sometimes she's inside her house, and sometimes she's back in her garden. But this time she was on her front porch. So we were getting closer. And um, the little girl that was in front of me, it was almost her turn. And she was so excited. She was like three or four and she was just jumping up and down. Couldn't contain her excitement. Well, soon it was her turn. And before the cast member has even motioned to her that it's her turn. She goes running at Minnie and just hugs her around the middle, the middle just running at her full force, but Minnie didn't see her coming. And so it knocked Minnie flat on her back and this little girl went right on top of her (laughs) and everybody was so shocked. Nobody knew what to do for a second. (laughs) Minnie had no idea it was coming, but they pulled the girl off of her and pulled Minnie up and dusted her off and (laughs) and she was fine, but... Oh man, I had wished so badly that I had captured that on video because it was absolutely hilarious. Um, Another time we were walking down Main Street and the the trolley tracks, I'm sure you've all stumbled over them. They've got that, that gap in them and I trip over them every time, but we were walking along and my shoe got stuck and not just a little stuck, like the entire shoe was stuck in the tracks and I could not get it out. Finally, I had to take my foot all the way out of my shoe and pull on the shoe to get it out of the tracks. So now I think about that every time we go. I would have liked to say that the the trolley was coming and I almost died, but that didn't happen, but it would have made for a better story. Uh, Another time we were on Space Mountain and when you're at Disneyland, you can ride by yourself when you're seven. But until then, you have to have an adult or someone who's 14 or older next to you. So my daughter is eight. She was old enough to ride by herself. So she and her sister were sitting um, on Space Mountain and I was in the row in front of them. Well, the cast members will often check with little children to make sure that they're the correct age to be riding by themselves. And so we're all ready to go on Space Mountain. We're pulling forward and all of a sudden they stop our train and a cast member comes over to my daughter and asks she says how old are you and it's a little loud and my daughter's not thinking and she looks right around her and she says good and the cast member says no no how old are you and my daughter says good again and the cast member says it a third time how old are you like slow and loud my daughter looks at her like she's lost her mind and she's like good I'm going on Space Mountain. And finally, I had to turn around to my daughter and say, she wants to know how old you are. And Lila was like, oh, I'm eight. (laughs) And that was that. And then we could ride on it. But we always laugh about that. Good. (laughs) A couple of years ago, we went on a big family reunion trip to Disneyland in the summer. And we all wanted to have matching shirts. Well, not all of us the ones who were in charge wanted to have matching shirts and so there were 22 people and we made everybody matching shirts they all said best day ever with a little mickey mouse under them all the little kids had them all the grown-ups except for all of the dads had one that said most expensive day ever and it was so funny to me my husband doesn't like a lot of attention and there were so many people who were 
very amused by his shirt and kept coming up to him and wanting to talk to him about it, though there were other dads that suddenly felt like they could relate to him and wanted to have a conversation, and he was not loving it. And it was so funny to me to watch him all day. There were even people who came up and asked if they could take a picture of his shirt, and it cracked me up. And finally, the evening came, and it got a little chilly, and he was putting on his sweatshirt, and he told me, I'm so glad to finally put on my sweatshirt because sick of people talking to me about my shirt all day long (laughs) it was fun it's fun to watch your husband feel uncomfortable on that same trip then my little nephew it was i think he was six or seven and he had seen the star wars movies he knows all about darth vader and luke and leia and lightsabers and all that stuff and at the time they still had the jedi training And so we took all the little kids and they did the Jedi training and he was so into it and he was so serious. Like he was going to defeat Darth Maul and Darth Vader and he took it very seriously. And so he was so proud of himself. Like the whole time fighting him off, very proud, proudest moment for him. Well, shortly after that, we went over to meet Darth Vader. At the time they had a little... um, it was called the Disney Visa Experience. So you could show them your Disney Visa card and they would let you into this room with a character and you didn't know who was going to be in there at the time. So we had already seen Ray and we'd already seen Chewbacca and my nephew was fine with that. Everything was great. Um, but then we walked into this room and we did not know who was going to be in there and it was Darth Vader. And all the kids were like, they were excited, but they were a little intimidating, intim- intimidated because he's, He's very big. He's, I mean, he's a scary looking guy and he's doing that breathing thing with his mask. And so everybody was, the kids were a little intimidating, intimidated, but my nephew was upset. He was upset because here we are at Disneyland and there's Darth Vader. And all of a sudden it occurs to me that this is real to him. Like he, this is not just somebody in a costume. Like this is Darth Vader. And so Darth Vader starts talking to everybody and one of my nieces agrees to join him on the dark side and my nephew's so upset. He's like, what? What did you say? And then he gets up the courage to go up to Darth Vader and he tells him, I'll never join you. I'll never go to the dark side. Never. And he's just this tiny little boy with his glasses and he's just so passionately telling Darth Vader where he can stick it, right? And it's so cute. So he's like, I'll never join the dark side, never. And Darth Vader's telling him that he's going to try to convince him to come over to the dark side. And my nephew's like, did you even see me out there? Did you see me out there fighting? I'll never come to the dark side. And it was absolutely the cutest. But finally, my brother had to pull my nephew aside and explain to him that it wasn't really Darth Vader. We were just pretending because he was starting to get so worked up and upset that here we are in a room with Darth Vader and no one seems (laughs) upset by it except for him. So that was super cute and funny. When my oldest son was three, we went to Disneyland for the first time and he saw Darth Vader and some stormtroopers walking around Tomorrowland and that like just about did him in he had been at Disneyland and every it was such a happy fun place and all of a sudden there were bad guys in Disneyland and he did not realize that that could happen but he was upset and he wanted to go back to the hotel he wanted to go home he didn't want to ever be at Disneyland again it was just too scary and we were able to convince him that Darth Vader 
had been captured and they sent him away and he would never come back again. And that was the only way we could get him to continue on with his day because he was so upset. Oh, these poor little kids. That's part of the magic though, right? The Disney magic is, it's, it's real. All right, I've got one more little funny, cute experience and then I got to wrap this up so I can go pick up kids from school. A few years ago when we were there, my youngest, she was about five or six at the time and we were on day five and she was just exhausted, poor thing. And so we were having dinner and she kept falling asleep during dinner. Like she was just over it, which was funny because you see that with, with younger kids, but she was she was older, but she could not keep her head up. So finally, we lay her down in the stroller and we pushed her around and she just slept there the rest of the evening. And even after on the way home, we decided to swing by Denny's. It's right across the street. And I could not wake her up to eat something else. Like she was asleep the whole time, even in the crowded restaurant. She just laid there in the stroller asleep. And we got back to the hotel and we pulled her out like I undressed her. I put her pajamas on her. I sat her on the toilet. She went to the bathroom. Like, but she did not wake up the entire time. She was just passed out. She had had enough, enough Disney. It was all over. And it cracked me up. I still have some pictures that we laugh about. Um, poor girl. That's how we all feel, I think, at the end of our Disney days. And I do think it would be nice to have someone push me around in a stroller and tuck me into bed. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though, or ever again, probably. And this last one, I don't know. It was funny, but it was sad, but it was, I was nervous. Anyway, we were on um, Grizzly River Run. It was myself and my two boys who were teenagers, and there was this mom and her little boy who was probably like nine-ish, and we were we were getting all settled and he was nervous and I could tell he was nervous and I was like is this your first time writing this and he said yeah it's my first time and his mom proceeds to tell us that it's actually his first time writing any type of wild ride ever he's never been on anything like that and he just stuck to like small world and Peter Pan and Ariel, Monsters, Inc., things like that. So this was his first experience and I was a little nervous because if you've been on Grizzly River Run, it's pretty wild. It's the Kali River Rapids in Disney World does not compare. Grizzly River Run is way more wild. And so I was a little nervous because I was like, he's never done anything like this and you throw him on this one. I don't know if that was a wise choice, but it's none of my business, so I didn't say anything. So my boys and I were decided to wear ponchos because it was kind of chilly. We were, it was getting to be evening. We didn't want to be wet the rest of the night. So we had our ponchos on and we start going. And at first this kid's kind of smiling and then it starts to get into the more serious rapids and he just totally freaks out. He starts screaming and I'm feeling so bad for him. But then at the same time, it's a little bit funny (laughs) and he starts yelling, I'm going to puke myself. I'm going to puke myself. And that's when I started getting nervous because I'm like, if this kid does throw up, there's a good chance it's going to get all over us. Luckily, we were wearing our ponchos, but this kid was beyond terrified. (laughs) And now it's a family joke. My boys and I say to each other all the time, I'm going to puke myself. But he did not puke himself. Thank goodness. Uh, At the end, he was telling his mom that he never wanted to ride anything like that ever again. And I 
I'm willing to bet that he probably didn't for quite a long time. I wanted to give his mom some advice about maybe some other rides that might be better to like ease him into some things like this, but she kind of had her hands full, so I didn't, I didn't impose my opinions. But anyway, it was funny and it made for some good laughs. Also, that just occurred to me. I remembered when a few years ago we were there with my mother-in-law and she didn't want to get her hair wet on Grizzly River Run. So she put a bag all the way over her head and carved out some little eye holes. And so that was pretty funny. My kids all laugh and remember that. Kept her hair dry though. Don't want your hair to be wet. All right. I think that's all I've got. Thanks for being here today. I will be back next time with lots and lots of information about A Touch of Disney. I'm so excited to go and share it all with you. It's going to be awesome. You can follow along on my Instagram. I'll be all over my stories, all about Touch of Disney. And then I will be back when I get home first thing with my full report on the podcast so you can know what to expect if you're going you can know what to try i'll give you some tips and tricks and if you're not going you can just live vicariously through me because i will be living vicariously through all the people who are going to be at disneyland when it opens all those california residents those lucky ducks thank you so much for being here i really appreciate it we'll talk soon